0: Well, from our couches. From our couches. (laughs) My name's Andy. Coming to you live to take from the new Road Home from Wrestling World Mobile Headquarters of the World. And I got John with me. What's up, John? Not much, guys. I have a puppy now. Um, Like we talked about in the last episode. uh, I did not like him at first. He's slowly growing on me. He's still a pain in my ass. um, Which, that's what I think dogs are. In general. Well, and man's best friend. Especially when you get them as puppies, like it's just, oh I guess, it's so much work. Yeah, but it'll all pay off in the end, and you're getting companionship and love, right? I am. He, I am, I am. he wants so badly to get up in bed with me, or get on the couch mm, with Don't me. do it, don't do it, John. And I haven't done it yet, it's been three full weeks, I haven't allowed him, I'm, I'm going strong. You got to, it's, it's important, and I know people don't agree with me on that, but I think it's important to keep your dog, you know, it's it needs to know what where its place is and i know that i love my dog when he was around he got all kinds of love and kisses and all kinds of treats and stuff but he ain't sleeping in my bed and he ain't getting on the couch all right it's the way it is i mean i think we'll have been i'll eventually let him on the couch no okay but it's your but the bed though i think i'm trying to keep him off the bed as much as possible yeah you know it only leads to problems but you know um we also uh, watched a movie, right? And uh, the movie was *Nacho Libre*, and uh, I had not seen this movie in quite some time. And uh, you know, I remember really liking it at first. I liked *Napoleon Dynamite*, and I, you know, it's by the same director. And. I was like, the other day, um, someone from New Japan actually tweeted making fun of another wrestler, calling him Nacho Libre. And I was like, oh yeah, that movie exists. That is a movie. <laughs> and I was like, that movie was a lot of fun. I bet you John would love that movie. And I sent you a message, and I said, hey, have you seen this? And you were like, yeah, maybe a long time ago or something. And, I, and then my next question was, how did you like Napoleon Dynamite? And you liked that movie. Is that correct? Yeah, I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I think, seven times in theater. It was really in my sweet spot. It was probably like my, I don't know, June, like sophomore, junior year of high school. And I felt like I related pretty well to Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> uh because I mean I'm just kind of like an awkward guy in general at least back then I was and I guess I still am but uh yeah so when you said it was by the same director and writer of Napoleon Dynamite I was like alright I'll give this a shot because I think this was not in my sweet spot because this came out in like what, 2006 2007 I believe Does that sound right? That sounds right, yeah. And so that would have been like, I saw it was a Nickelodeon film, and I would have been like, oh, no way if I watched a Nickelodeon film. Titty movie, I'm in college. (laughs) Fair enough. Even though I loved wrestling, actually it might have been at the period where I stopped watching wrestling for like two years. Okay. So I wanted nothing to do with wrestling. Okay, I didn't know that was a period in your life, John. I'm sorry to hear that. It was. I uh, I missed Dolph Ziggler's reign as world champion. Oh, no. Was during, <laughs> it was during that time period. That is funny. Uh, well, so there's another movie that I wanted to ask you about. So you love Napoleon Dynamite. It's got a particular type of humor, a particular type of, um, I don't know, view of the world. And it's kind of a very... Negative positive view, you know what I mean? It's like it's like nobody can. I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a fairy tale a little bit that movie is, and this, and Libri is as well. Have you ever seen Gentleman Broncos? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so that's another movie that is like the same thing as all this. Only it's about a kid that writes a sci-fi story, and someone steals it from him, right. And so, but while the movie's going on, you're. The, the sci-fi story is going alongside of it, and it's so fucking absurd and ridiculous, just like this movie. You would love Gentleman Broncos if you love this. Um, so, what's your history with Nacho Libre? You told me a little bit. <laughs> is this the first time you've seen it? Yes, it is. Okay, I didn't know that. All after right. after watching it, I realized that I had never seen it. Really? Okay. I would seen the, the trailers, obviously. Because there's a very distinct scene from the trailers that is still hilarious in the movie. Okay. Uh, which, I mean, we'll get to it. Basically, for the part where he squeezes his butt cheeks real hard right. in his pants. <laughs> yes. I remember that from the trailer. Uh, and it still holds up in the film. Yeah, it's it's very funny. But again, it's a very particular type of humor. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about, too, with this movie is the style of it. Is it, it has this very dated intentionally style to it and it's very simple but much like a Wes Anderson movie it's very deliberate you know what I mean like all of the scenes are shot particularly in a certain way and we'll get into that as we talk about the movie but uh you know as usual we need to talk about uh you know who was in this movie and how you thought they did and a little bit of history behind it and stuff like that so um who were some of the folks that were in this movie and why other than this being about for wrestling does this qualify for a podcast because there's actual wrestlers in the film that's a fact am yes. i familiar with most of them no um one of but them you are i do not know that one so. of them i am okay with okay. it's in my notes okay so they're right. my they're my headliner wrestler i didn't know if you were gonna <laughs> catch that or not so all right so our first uh, i apologize in advance to all the actors who and actresses who are listening to this uh, I'm gonna butcher your names, most yes. likely. Uh, it's just my name. Jacques Block. I think his name is. I think that's how you pronounce him. It uh, might my... be. Okay. Uh, so the first guy we're gonna talk about is Hector Jimenez. Okay. He plays uh, Esqueleto. Esquelator. Esquelito. It's 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 the skeleton basically, right? That's yeah. the idea. It's the homeless guy yes. who becomes the great tag team partner. That's right. And and so this actor is, you know, he's more attractive than most actors that are in movies by this guy, but he's made up to look like he's ugly and he has this kind of look that he has on his face the whole time that It's the biggest smile <laughs> in the world. <laughs> he says all his teeth. And something I love about these movies is that the director chooses people that are not the the people in the movies are not like hot, you know what I mean? Like, there's no one, everyone looks normal for the most part. Now, this movie has more attractive people in it than most movies that this uh, director's done, much more than Napoleon Dynamite, obviously, except for Uncle Rico. I mean, oh. he's, he's hot shit, you know, but... If he didn't hurt his arm <laughs> back in high school, he would've went pro. He, he could, could throw a football a over movie. that mountain. Fucking <laughs> amazing. And then he throws so, the football and hits Napoleon <laughs> off the bike. it's great. I love that. Um, but, uh... Yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, it? so you might know Hector from such movies as Wild Hogs. Okay, that was you, the uh, the motorcycle movie with all the old guys. Yep. Yeah, he the plays a, he plays a clerk, in that. Okay. Uh, you might also notice him from Epic Movie. Here oh, for those. Yes. Uh, yes. Where he plays Mr. Tumnus. Oh, okay. So he the Narnia guy, right? Yeah, he's so he's the spoof of the little. Goatman. I did not watch that. That's an epic movie. Do you like spoof movies? Um, I like the original spoof movies made by the Zucker Brothers, like Hot Shots, and, you know, my favorite one's called Top Secret. It's their first movie. I like Naked Gun. I do not like Date Movie, or fucking Another Teen Comedy, or Scary Movie 17. Oh, my God. We're going to fight right now. Scary Movie. That Scary Movie franchise one of my favorites. Not funny. Not yeah. the fifth one. Not funny. One, two, three, and four. Okay, so there's one scene that's funny. So you got Chris Elliott in one of those movies, and poor Chris Elliott, his career is just in the toilet uh, because he made that movie Cabin Boy, and so he shows up in this movie and he has one like funky arm and he keeps yeah. touching everything with it. That's funny. That's, that's kind of strong hand. i a strong hand. That was funny. He was also in Shit's Creek. Yes. That's a great yes. Show. Yeah, you like that show. I love Shit's Creek. Uh, but he had a, uh, Hector also did a 39 episode TV series okay. uh, called Run Coyote Run. Okay, so that's probably about, uh, you know, crossing the border, something like that, you know? Maybe. Okay, 39 time. episodes of it. Okay, okay, well, we'll look into that at some point, never. But uh, who else is in this movie? Uh, this person's really not even that big of a role in it. I just know that I know him from other movies, okay. so I included him. Uh, Moses Arisa, or Aries. Okay. He plays Juan Pablo. One of the the little orphan boys. Oh, okay, gotcha. The like skinnier of the two main orphan boys. Okay. I couldn't figure out who the the chubby one was, so I didn't get his name. Who cares? But I don't think he's been in anything else. But you might recognize uh, Moses from Little Bitches, where he plays Phil. Uh, Pitch Perfect 3, where he plays Pimplow. Hannah Montana, where he plays Rico. Or the movie that I know him from, The Kings of Summer. Have you seen that? No. It's really good. Okay. It's a good like coming-of-age movie. It's got Ron Swanson in it. <laughs> um, he plays like a dad. Oh, I like him. He's funny. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Odds, I'll let you borrow it. Uh, our main female actress, Anna de la... Yeah, she plays Incarcion. Encarnacion, yeah. excuse me, which I, I always think of Edwin Encarnacion, the third baseman for the Reds yeah, years ago, um, who could, just couldn't uh, hit, you know? She's, she's just Sister Encarnacion. In that's it, there you go. She is fucking beautiful. And like yeah. every shot she's in, she's framed in a way where she like glows. And it's really funny because you see her as Nacho sees her, you know what I mean? And that's that's this amazing thing. Um, she's great. She's fantastic in this movie. Uh, you might notice her from Eastbound and Down. What was she in that movie? Or that TV show. Uh, I love that show. Vita. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen eastbound Oh my now. god, John. It's so funny. I love that show. I tried. Okay. I can not right. get into it. Fair enough. I mean, I could always give it a redo. It's but, pretty funny, man. I, I really like that show. So I'll have to go back and watch that Find Her in it because, I mean... Maybe she plays a different kind of character. Maybe I want to see that. I don't know. Yeah, and she's also in two fairly recent movies. Uh-huh. uh Army of the Dead. Oh, more She, she was plays in that. Maria Cruz. I heard that sucked. And yeah, maybe one day we'll review it because we love doing crappy movies. That's true. See? I don't know if it's that crappy, but uh, it's a Zack Snyder movie, too. We've uh-huh. never done one of those. Movies. We haven't. Uh, and then she is in The Forever Purge but just coming out soon. Oh, okay. In like two weeks. Probably gonna get her head cut off or something, right? Uh, yeah, well, it's like a real racist storyline. Mean, I'm pretty Are sure the Forever so Purge where they're like hunting down like Mexican people. Oh my God! Okay, so because <laughs> that's so American, it is. Yeah, yeah So, by the way, this movie takes place in Mexico. Yes. And uh, you know, it's it's an orphanage, and we'll talk about all that in a second. All right, who else is in this movie? We got it. We uh, we're going with our main character, Jack Black, who yes. plays Jacques Blanc. Yeah. Who plays Nacho Libre. <laughs> Uh You might know him from Kung Fu Panda. Uh, the new Jumanji films, mm-hmm. or oh. yeah, not to, he's with, making his triumphant return because he was on, in one of the Jumanji movies. Yeah. That come. Uh, and what you probably know him best from School of Rock. Yes, School of Rock was always uh, was also produced and uh, by Jack Black and Mike White, who also produced this movie. So um, you know it's kind of cool, Jack uh, Black using you know his star power a little bit to help this little movie go. You know this is by far the biggest star that will be in any of the Jared Hess movies, you know what I mean? But is that all the actors you have? Yeah, I only had four. Okay. Because I had four wrestlers. Well, you're missing one very important person, the best actor in the movie by far. He's in it for two seconds. It's Peter Stormare. Who is in all kinds of shit. He's in Fargo. He's in all of those movies, the the um, uh, Coen Brothers movies. He is the devil in Constantine. He's fucking fantastic. He plays the water gypsy in this movie, and he's only in the movie for a second. He's the one who leads them to the, the eagle eggs. So, ah, in the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's only in it for a second. But Okay, now, who are the wrestlers in this movie? Uh, so we have Donald Chambers, who plays Silencio. Mm-hmm. I tried to find it. Anything about him could. not I just found out that he was a real wrestler. Sure. Uh, there's the Human Tornado. Yes. Who plays L. Snowflake. Yes. Uh You might know him <laughs> from such promotions as Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. uh, Sten- Juggalo Championship Wrestling. ECW, Dub. Ring of Honor. <laughs> and the short-lived MTV series Wrestling Society X. Have you ever watched that? I feel like I remember watching it, but I don't <laughs> remember much of it it is fucking insanity maybe one day we'll we'll dip our toe into that because that is some crazy as shit um good stuff though uh, in in the worst way possible um okay so who else we got uh so i'll go with your guy next uh silver king yes uh he has wrestled in wcw triple a all japan pro wrestling new japan pro wrestling yes sir and was recently, in 2019, inducted to the Triple A Hall of Fame. Yes. He passed away uh, a couple years ago and uh, at the age of 51. Oh, and, that's And, uh, yes, he obviously was on the roids and stuff, probably. I don't know for sure, but... Uh, Silver King is a fantastic luchador pro wrestler. He wrestled for WCW back in the day, and he would show up in WWE, I think, too. I think he's been in every promotion there is. And he's fucking great. Look up Silver King matches. They're awesome. He plays Ramses in this movie, and Ramses is the best. Yeah, he's got a gold match, so he obviously is the best. he's the best. He's also a massive heel. So, <laughs> yeah. this is awesome. And then the main event wrestling star. Uh Mas, Mas Masquerito? Dorado. Dorado, who is also known as El Torito. <laughs> El Torito. So yeah, there's some minis in this uh, in this show in El Torito, please one of them. I don't remember who the other person is that plays them both. Yeah, but a, they're not listed. The yeah, it's like the other person's like doesn't exist. So maybe he uh-huh. played both of them, you know, I don't know. So, like we always do, what is your history with El Torito? So, um, El Torito I've seen live a few times when he was with the El Matadors. I cannot think of what their tag team yeah, was. Yeah, the El Matadors, you know, and um, when they were feuding with 3MB, and 3MB had, uh, you know, um, podcast uh, veteran um, Hornswoggle with them, I believe I saw them in a six-man tag match in a house show, and it's been so long ago I can't barely remember. But I I'm Chris. I think my favorite memory of him is oh, from see. See. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the WLC. Yeah, the, the WLC. Uh, awesome. <laughs> it was him and Hornswoggle and uh, a basically a manager TLC match. Yes, sir. And it was fantastic. That match is awesome, man. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, there is an interview with Hornswoggle on this. Uh, on this uh, podcast feed if you go back and I believe we talked about the WLC a little bit um, but we talked about his book a lot and we talk about some really neat things about how he spent a lot of time under the ring and he said especially Benoit he could see the match while he was under the ring listening to what the, you know what I mean I thought that was a really cool thing so um, he also uh, shot down my whole idea like his whole book is about his mom it's a lot about his mom and so you know, he's really like careful with his child. And I asked him something like, you know, do you think that because your mom was the way she was, that now you're that way with your kids? Like, Oh no, no, no. It was because of this other thing. And I'm like, okay, well, your whole book's kind of about what I just said, but all right. I actually read the fucking book. (laughs) So, but I did my research. The interview was interesting because you know, it is what it is. It was set up by his book publisher and they used to feed me people all the time. And, uh, I finally let them know like, Hey, we're not really doing interviews anymore he don't send me shit anymore, so It is what it is, but okay, so um, I love uh, uh, El Torito He's awesome, and I wish he would have got more Stuff to do in WWE You can see what happened when they finally did give him something It was great, yeah. so that's great uh, He was great in this movie in this movie, Because he, you know, was fucking a little monster in yeah, his, in his little job. so Yes, yes he was Alright, so, um, this movie takes place In a monastery, orphanage Whatever you want to call it, I think I refer to it as A monastery in the notes but um it's basically a you know the Alamo just in the middle of a fucking rocky field basically but it's near a town. We don't know what town. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. None of the stuff that we might nitpick in other movies matters in this movie at all because it's like I said, it's like kinda of like a fairy tale. And and those kind of details are not important, right? Yeah, I mean it's supposed to like it's supposed to be very like uh I don't know whimsical is the right word. That's a very good word. Uh, yes. But it's like very flighty and you're like suspend your dis- like suspend your disbelief for this yes now before we get started on the show uh, the actual movie we're probably gonna plow through that real quick but um so wrestling how wrestling is presented in this movie is a shoot but not really but yes it kind of depends right you know because we find out like later on that silencio guy wins that one match and that was kind of set up somehow we knew he was gonna win right yeah and then like but then whenever jack black and Eskeletal whenever they're wrestling it's shoot and people are just beating the shit out of them but they still get paid right you know which is very uncommon in the <laughs> indies so well this isn't the indies is it this is <laughs> different so all right john well set this up for me tell me uh tell me about uh nacho libre what happens in this movie all right i hope i can do this as good as you do it The movie starts with an amazingly dated intro showing Nacho pretend to be a wrestler in his home, a monastery in Mexico for orphans. Uh, The song playing called Religious Man is an indie riffic and so perfect. Nacho is cursed to cook instead of wrestling because wrestlers uh, in the monastery were seen as like prideful and arrogant and like they were not supposed to be idolized. El ídolo! which Sister incarnation makes it very well known, like, hey, those wrestlers, those are just false idols for me, Right, absolutely. So she does not want Nacho partaking in any of that, which that comes later because, you know, Nacho is a kid at the beginning. Yes, and you might say to yourself, oh, well, this is a Christian movie or something like that. It's not. And, and the religious stuff might as well not even be there. You know what I mean? The only, thing, the only thing that it makes a difference in as far as like just the setting and makes it kind of weird is is that he feels guilt for certain things. And, and because he's religious, that is why. So we have this built-in kind of belief system for him so that when he makes decisions, we know whether they're good or bad automatically, which is great storytelling. It's really cool. Um, I love that part. Um, what did you think about this song? This, uh, I am, I am. We are, we are. <laughs> at first, I was amazing. like, "What?" I was, at first, I was like, "What is this song?" I'm like, "This is slightly annoying." But then, by the end, when it plays like the 19th time, I was like, singing along. It's along great, right? It. <laughs> it it occurs in the movie at triumphal moments too. When he's yeah. made a decision, it's this song busting And if you watch Gentleman Broncos*, the opening to that is another just random weird old song like that that they found that fucking works so good for the movie. I love it. Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. Uh, So as an adult, he draws the Nacho Libre costume. As a fat kid, must like... He looks on. Er, yeah. Um, We meet Sister Encarnacion. She is beautiful, and Nacho is infatuated immediately, which is an issue because he's supposed to be, like, a monk, sort of. But it really isn't, though. I mean, they don't... Other than that one time, he's like, Hey, have you ever had feelings for a nun? You know, and the guy's like, "No, that's it. That's all that you know." What I mean, it's not yeah, really but, brought up. You know, but he's won some of his sisters, yes, us, you know, and he's like, "I can't because I took a vow." It's true. Yes. Um. Uh. So Nacho tries to get her to go on a date with her immediately her with him uh, to eat toast, but it's punched in the face and sent on. Dead guy duty. Dead guy duty. So there's these jokes in this movie, too, that are really funny. Like, for example, he's like, I don't want this duty. I want a bigger duty. And it's just a stupid, like, it's a stupid childish joke. And there's yeah. tons of these in this movie. Oh, and there's so much, like, fart humor yes. in this. Every time he jumps. It's interesting. Every time he jumps, when he's not in the, the Nacho Libre costume, he farts. And every time he does it, when he's in it, he does not fart. Yeah, I didn't notice. Yep, I watched this movie, John, twice. <laughs> <laughs> I committed. Yeah, I noticed stuff. I watched it with my family, like my dad, mom, and my niece. What did they think of this? And my room dun- uh rambunctious dog who around 8 30 every night starts to get real spastic yeah so we're trying to like watch it while calming him like trying to keep him tame uh but everyone loved it they all thought it was hilarious. my dad thought it was fantastic awesome my niece he's like 12 also thought it was pretty funny my mom was like "Mm, what is it (laughs) he's like less poop jokes (laughs) yeah uh so nacho hops on his go-kart type vehicle (laughs) Uh, which, honestly, it's the most, like, fantastic vehicle it's that I could like expect two, to be in this movie. two film. bikes with a handlebar in between. It's yeah, really with, like, weird. a gas motor on it, but also, like, a bench <laughs> on the front <laughs> and, like, a basket in the back. Something you would find in Mexico for sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he rides it into town and crashes it comedically. Uh, he tries to read the last rites to the flu victim, who he assumes is dead because when he walks in, the guy is sleeping real hard. And the wife is not like acknowledging that the husband's just sleeping. She's just going on. With she him just being looks dead. at him. <laughs> Um. So he's reading the last rites to the flu victim, uh, but the dude's actually still alive because he finally pulls the little cloth off his face. And Nacho is envious of the man who has lived a good life. He's very jealous. This this like opening sequence is all about. You know, we see that Nacho wants to be a wrestler. But then, you know, like in that vignette at the beginning, they just straight up make him this monk and he's pissed and he's already living in this. And so he doesn't want to be a monk. He wants to be a wrestler and he wants to have a family life. You know, that's the best. Right, but he's stuck just being a cook and they don't put any money towards the food budget. Right. So all he's making is rice and using Dale chips. It's, chip. beans. it's, it's yeah, refried beans. beans. Yeah, refried beans <laughs> and... <laughs> Like day-old chips. It's, at one point, he he tries it and he sneezes. He like he like sneezes because it's so uh, gross and it comes out his nose. It's so <laughs> nasty. And he just like wipes it off. I'm like, this is disgusting. This is the best. Uh, so we learned that the chips are day-old because of this next scene. So Nacho meets Escalatola while collecting the Dale chips from the restaurant that just leaves them outside with a piece of tape that says like monastery. Orphan it says Boys. like orphan's chips or something. Um, but uh, El Skeletor uh, jumps off the roof of this other building and starts attacking Nacho and they wrestle a little bit and tussle until they rip the bag of chips pretty much in half and uh, Skeletor takes the the rest of the chips and Nacho is left without any. He's defeated. We're seeing what he's up against, you know, and it's it's life ain't easy for Ignacio, you know, which is his real name. We're calling him Nacho, but his actual name is Ignacio. Yeah, I mean, I'm not good with not. Sancho, I am yeah. Sancho. Uh, so as Nacho is driving back to the monastery, Ramses arrives to the arena uh, and Nacho is just amazed at all the hot babes and all the dudes who are trying to take pictures and get signatures and like throwing stuff at uh, Ramsey's. Uh, because Ramsey's he's the best, he's the best. Yeah, and it, it's, so he's a big star. And again, this is his jealousy this is, will be his downfall if he lets it, you know what I mean? This is the the flaw in our, in our hero here, is that he is jealous of everyone else. Because he has to fucking make refried beans all day, every day. So. Right? Uh, so, as you said, Red is a massive heel, uh, and then Nacho looks over and sees a poster... For an open tournament in Lucha Libre, I think it was good for 200 pesos. Is so what it said. I converted that for you. Did you see how much 200 pesos? Well, we'll talk about that later. So okay. when he when he, he meets Escalator or El Skeletor or whatever, yeah, he we I I I converted 200 pesos to dollars for you just to see how much money it is that they freak out over. It's just so funny. Uh, so he goes back to the monastery and he visits with Encarnacion. And they eat some toast that he shoves underneath her door. Uh, like he slides the plate with one toast on it, and then shoves another <laughs> toast under. Uh, it's like a peace offering. Or yeah. You know. So she opens the door because she's very confused. Uh, her and Nacho decide to eat the toast together. Uh, it's a life. We learn that Nacho is half white. Which is good to know because I'm like, literally the rest of the cast is Mexican or Latino. <laughs> nice. And you got this white dude playing the lead role. So it was a little confusing. So I'm glad that they established how we got there. Yeah, uh, his, like, it, one parent was uh, Catholic. The other one was, like, Protestant. And they start, they tried to convert each other but just got married instead or yeah, something like and that. and then they died right away. <laughs> right, as of course. They <laughs> Oh uh, so Nacho flirts with her and compliment her. Yeah, complains about his place in life. Um, we learned that being a luchador is ungodly and forbidden. Because he's he's kind of discussing with her like, you know, yeah, I love it here, but you know, it really sucks by the way. And she's listening, and she's very nice, and she touches his leg. And the only problem I got with this movie, I uh, one problem with this movie. There's one mistake I found. And then this thing that happens, which is in comedies, and I don't like it. It's the the shot-reverse shot in these situations where basically all we see is her face, you know, from his point of view. And then we see his face from her point of view, and he's just reacting to whatever she did. They're not in the same room when they're doing those, and I don't like that because it's obvious to me. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't like that. So uh, that's one problem I have with this Um uh, So after that, Nacho serves the worst lunch of all time. <laughs> which is just like just refried beans without the chips without the chips (laughs) the one guy's like where are the chips this is no flavor this is no flavor and he says he says Nacho or Ignacio I've had diarrhea since Easter (laughs) yeah and I I imagine it looks exactly like (laughs) the beans that they're eating garbage in garbage out (laughs) yeah um so yeah so Nacho starts the horse lunch he runs off to get a better duty as a religious man, plays in the background. He has a plan. He sets a trap for Al Skeletor with chips, and he attacks him. Uh, And then he wants to form a tag team, because Skeletor's pretty good at the wrestling thing. He is? Uh, So, when Skeletor hears about the prize money, he agrees, which like I said, is 200 pesos, which roughly equals about (laughs) $9.69. In American currency, <laughs> and they are acting like they're gonna be millionaires, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, like nine bucks is not a lot. I mean, I guess in Mexico it is, I don't know, in this All little it town, you know, it so back then, you know, whatever whenever this was, place. yeah, we don't have any idea when this happened. So, um, but yes, that that shit's fucking hilarious. I love, um, this is where you know we get one of the famous lines from the movie where he's like he's like you know aren't you tired of getting dirt stuffed in your face and he's like I am don't you want to a taste of success don't you want to know what it tastes like (laughs) I love it Uh, makes me laugh so after that we're treated to a hilarious training montage John, tell me about this you remember any of this stuff uh, what do they think is going to make them a good wrestler? <laughs> i So, I remember there was like a beehive incident. Yes, yes. That's um, important, by the way. So. Or Nacho throws a beehive at, Skeletor... Um, what else happened? he smears poop on his face and then shoots him with a bow and arrow yeah shoots <laughs> him right in the spine with a bow and arrow they just um, beat they just beat each other up pretty much in funny ways instead. I feel like they ran from some animal oh yeah Nacho did like a bullfighting thing yes he gets fucked around by a, by a bull which did you know that bulls do not see color and so that the red is not actually what's causing them to be angry it's the, like flapping around at the cape and like taunting them i thought it was that you know when you're colorblind red is kind of you know really off it's like one that's really like blatant that's what i heard well they said that the matadors started dyeing the capes red to cover up the bloodstain oh <laughs> that's a terrible um tradition quote unquote uh bullfighting it's awful but yeah. uh you yeah. know uh, so we are in time for our first match of the night. All right. Pre-show uh, main event. <laughs> Nacho decides to wear a mask. And it's not like his, like, luchador mask. It's like a ski mask. And he's wrestling in sweatpants. And then Skeletor is wrestling in, like, tighty-whities. Yes. Um, and if you remember, uh, Nacho borrowed the, sweat- the sweats. I need your sweats from the little fat kids. So they're little kids' clothes, and they yeah. don't cover him all the way. And it's really funny. Yeah, it's, it's a situation, for sure. Yes. Uh, so Nacho wears a mask to this fight. Uh, we learn that a Skeletor doesn't believe in God. Uh, they get their asses kicked and lose when their opponents dropkick Nacho. It's like there's no ref in the ring. It's just like who gets beat up the most. There's a ref, but yeah, I mean, Was the, there a ref yeah, game? there's absolutely a ref. There's other, there's other matches where there's not a ref. Yeah, probably, but the ref at the, because remember the ref at the beginning he asked them in Spanish, "What are you betting on this match?" And he's like, "Oh, I bet his hair," because he because Nacho doesn't want it. They don't make a big stink out of it, and it's kind of a little tiny detail. But Nacho doesn't want to bet his mask because you know he can't he can't be exposed. he will get kicked out of the monastery, right? And then he'll never get incarnatio. Even and so that makes no sense. when El Skeletor gets his hair ripped out, his name is not Skeletor. Is it's it? It? it's Eskeletor Eskeletor, Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking. There's a woman that used to I would see at like festivals in High Park who we nicknamed Skeletor because she was just skin and bone. Oh yeah. Uh, so now I'm just thinking of her. There's a basketball player named Prince Paul or something. Yeah, Prince Paul, I think his name is, and we used to call him Skeletor because he's... All right, so back to the movie. Uh, Nacho loves the feeling of being in the ring, or loves the feeling that being in the ring gave him. Uh, And so they were defeated and they thought, uh, that sucks, we didn't win, we didn't get any money. Uh, So, you know, Nacho is taking a big old dump like, literally, it's like a disgusting sound. like, dumb. I love the feeling it gave me inside me. And in he's poop. Yeah. And then the promoter walks in with an envelope, and they're like, what's this? And he's like, you're getting paid. Here's your money. And I was like, this is not, it's this not, is not what happens it's to a normally. Fi- this is when you know it's a fairy tale, right? When, yeah. when the, the jobber gets paid, yeah. <laughs> and they got paid pretty well too. It looked like more than 200 pesos, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but you know, who, who's the know? Uh, so they are super excited. They got paid, uh, and Nacho is now able to serve fresh salads to the orphans, and he gives Incarnacion a giant salad with all of the ranch dressing. <laughs> Those scenes are pretty funny, where he's serving her and he's all particular and nice about it, and then he to the next person like. This is throws awesome. her down. Yeah, like some of the kids, he lives throwing plates at them, <laughs> salad going everywhere. Um, there's a scene out of place here that should have been during the training yes, montage. Yes, got a mistake. Uh, because a skeletal is covered in bee stings from the training thing that we talked about, right? Yeah. And basically, you have Jack Black or you know Nacho coming up and showing him the drawing that he had done of the of the costume at the beginning. But they fucked up because they were like, oh, shit, we have to have a reason for him to make the costume. Because, I guess, the Skeleto, there's some cutscene or something which shows that he's a... He, he like, you know, camps out at the seamstresses and uses their shit after dark or something like that. Because that's what he does to make this. And later on, he has other clothes on. He's like, yes, I made this, you know. So he is a seamstress or something. And that's a kind of detail that they, they don't really do well of yeah. letting us know about but um yeah because i don't remember right that yes well you know i'm paying attention but um i wasn't worried about a dog or a family or anything like yeah, that. i was i was by myself i was on the couch by myself like i always am it's the best <laughs> i literally had to keep grabbing rubis and like yo dog chill out uh so nacho gears up in the new nacho libre outfit uh nacho baptizes a skeleton against his will with the Pearl Harbor... Pearl Harbor baptism! <laughs> Did he have, was it like a plate or a bowl? It was a bowl of like, water. He just like threw, him in, threw it in his face and was like, you're baptized now. <laughs> and it's because they're fading, facing Satan's cavemen. Um, and he's like, I don't know, man, we both need to be baptized if we're fading, facing someone who's got something to do with Satan, you know. Agreed. Because, and this also plays into the fact that now he's starting to want to win. Right? He's like, okay, we're doing this thing, but I kinda wanna win, so I'm gonna kinda start doing things to do to make you know, get that win. So, well because if we're getting paid when we lose, imagine what we'll get paid if we right, win. Yeah. Uh so Nacho and Esqueleto go against Satan's caveman, which is El Torito. Uh it's a minis match. Uh Canadian tag from Esqueleto. He leans through the ropes. And he tags lean through the ropes. There's no tag rope either, which is no offensive. That is offensive. As a, someone who loves tag team wrestling. So you always have a tag room. Which, by the way, we're on our way to a show tonight, and I don't think there's any tag matches on the entire show. There's, like no, there's, a, there's one. There's one. There's like 100 matches, and none of them one of them's a tag match. Yeah. So I was thinking about that today. But. I think there's a legitimate. There's two. There's two. There's two? Okay, there's two. all right. Oh, yeah, we got that. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There's two. Uh, I mean, it's a 19-hour show, so Yeah. there better be two at yeah, least. Yeah, there better be uh so this canadian attack from a skeletal, the orphans are watching on tv because the little chubby orphan was like hey let's sneak and watch this and moses or juan pablo is like yo we're not allowed to watch this you're gonna get us in trouble and so they're all kind of like crowding the tv so that uh Inconacion does not walk in and see right. us uh the fat kid covers the tv up after Nacho gets his mask ripped nice, off he's, he's, he's protecting Nacho You know yes, Because he accidentally saw Nacho Testing out his new right, Yes, Outside And it's the same fat kid that saw him drawing the picture at the beginning And it's like Saw him off at the beginning and stuff And this fat kid knows what pro wrestling's all about Because he's protecting the business Brother yes. <laughs> He's not letting anybody know the secret identity Of any of these wrestlers that That's really from. funny uh, they get paid again despite losing, uh, and we get a new money montage. Yes. Where uh, Nacho, I almost called it Napoleon. Nacho makes a big decision of whether he's gonna buy meat or is he gonna buy boots? <laughs> White boots that are like pimp boots, basically. <laughs> yeah. It, it instantly, when he got the boots and like kind of jumped off the curb, I instantly thought of the episode of Reno Nine One One. Oh yeah. When Officer Dangle gets uh, some new cowboy boots, and like just new, new boot goofing, new boot goofing. That show is fantastic. <laughs> that movie, the one, the Miami or whatever. Yeah. That movie is love fucking movie. amazing. So funny, man. I need to buy. I used to own a lot of the seasons on DVD, but I need to go back in. They're buy good, them. man. That show is awesome. I think they sell the box set for like thirty bucks. And if you like that show, the show that came before it is called The State. And the state was an MTV uh, sketch comedy show, and that's where you know, like, I'm Doug, and I'm out of here. That's where that's from, and I'm the Pope, and the one guy, Mike, the one guy that's like, i want to dip my balls in it. That's from the state. So it's it's also Wet Hot American Summer is the same group of guys. It's like it's the same group, and they're fucking great. I, I know Wet Hot American Summer. I, what did you think of their the TV show? Did you watch it? The web on Netflix. I love that. I think it's hilarious. I thought the second season when it took place like uh, after it wasn't as good when they did like the weird. Um, I like, really liked it all. I thought it's it's right up my alley. It's so weird. The first season was fantastic. It's I I love the movies. Funny. I love it. I love that shit so far. And and if you want to go even deeper, you got obviously um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine's got some of those people on it as well. And um, what is it? Uh, shit. It just uh, left my brain. There's an old oh, party down party down has those party people the same people in it as well. So uh, fantastic TV shows. but uh, anyway, all right, so we got to re- we got to get going. Yeah, here yeah, here yeah, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the orphans are play uh, play wrestling and Currency does not like it. Uh, and she doesn't understand it because there should be no violence. Right. That's well, there's they're wrestling in a holy place, not your and he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Which, at first, he's like, you know, I, I don't, I understand you like the wrestling. You punch someone in the face. You elbow him in the face. You punch him in the face. I get it, but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, to be fair, as uh, I guess a Bible scholar, Encarnacion you know, should know that there's wrestling in the Bible in Genesis, Jacob, right? Uh, yeah, it's either Jacob or Abraham. Jacob wrestles Jacob. God. Yeah, and he gets his hip out of place, and God like just pops it back in that's right pops it back in it. so incarnacion learn your scripture yeah. girl yeah uh what's so, the, there's a part where when he first meets incarnacion he's like the other people they they think i don't know a crap buttload about the f- scripture but i do i do know a buttloader uh <laughs> so Nacho gives a great speech uh and talks about how great his life is now listen i know the wrestlers get all the fancy ladies clothes and free creams and lotions. But my life is good. Really good. I get to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and make some soup. It's the best. Love it. I get to lay in a bed by myself all of my life. It's fantastic like oh I love being a, an orphan guy at the monastery he's like I sleep alone every night it's the best he's like I have to cook and slave for you every day it's fantastic and Encarnacion is like yes it is <laughs> it is fantastic you're right <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> so Nacho and Eskeleto hatch a plan to put Nacho over in front of Encarnacion uh, they plan to well. uh, work a fight where Nacho will win and it doesn't go well and this is the part where he's out in his new outfit. Yes. In a <laughs> incarnation, she's like, uh "Where's your monk uh, attire?" And he's like, "Oh, it's dirty. It's in the laundry." He's, he's new boo cooping. Yeah, he's new boot cooping. <laughs> new money montage again. He's got these really tight white pants on. Obviously not wearing any underwear because he squeezes them butt cheeks so hard that you can just see the entire. Yeah. And and her reaction is like oh. you know she, her reactions are very good in this movie because sometimes she's you know you could tell what she's thinking, you know, and then obviously that's what you're supposed to do. So. Um so Nacho goes to fight some dudes who he thinks are set up by a skeleton. Uh turns out they are not. Uh he just missed his mark. He didn't he didn't know the book he showed up late. right, yes. Um and yes, yeah, so Nacho gets beat up. I wonder if the guys that are with Eskeleto are the sweatshop workers that are at that sewing place where he goes. I think that's what that is. and There just is a missing scene. So uh, so after that, uh, Eskeleto says, hey, I know how we can get better. I know how we can win. Uh, there's an eagle egg scene <laughs> where this guy promises that if you, like, take the egg of this eagle and drink the yolk, that he will give you special powers. Magical powers. Yeah. So this is against God. And this is, this is uh, you know, letting us know what he's willing to do. There's this scene, and I, this scene makes me shit my pants. I laughed so hard at this scene. He climbs up the rock in a cape and those stupid boots in his white pants. He climbs up a, a cliff and then breaks his eagle egg. And then it just goes all over his face. Everywhere. And it's disgusting. It's like 19 yolks in there. And then it just like falls off the cliff. Well, he dives off, you know, because he's now powerful, right? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so immediately we go to a montage of Nacho and Eskeleto getting beat up. The eggs were a lot. They did not help give him special powers. Uh, Nacho was sick of losing uh, and he wants to win just like Ramsey's. That's uh, right. uh, They hatch another scheme, this time to go pro. Uh, Nacho takes the orphans into town to see Ramsey's. Uh, he big times Nacho and the kids. Um, Nacho and Eskeleto crash Ramsey's party. Uh, they try to go in through the front We're door. We're <laughs> We are. We We're getting close to our destination here, so. <laughs> uh, so they try to crash Ramsey's parties by just going in the, the front door. And they're like, yo, you two look homeless go to the back door, or actually don't come in at all just yeah, leave. We are restless too, we were invited. And, they're and, like, so, oh. and so as they're leaving, they see okay. some uh, mariachi band and they're like, oh, we're dressed like them, we could probably go in with them. But somehow, a gets in like... So he jumps the fence, okay. but then he can't lift Jack Black over because you are too fat, is what he says. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, yeah, so we have Jack Black gets to do his shtick basically here, right? Yeah. And Nacho's neglecting his duty as a cook. Uh, Jack Black, as you said, gets to do his shtick by pretending to be in a mariachi. Uh, we learn that the winner of the next week's Battle Royal faces Ramses. A meets an infatuated young lady. <laughs> who crawls through holes in the walls. It was honestly terrifying. That was very strange. It, like, reminded me of scenes out of, like, Resident Evil where you're, like, fighting these monsters who are, like, crawling through the walls and you don't know where they're going to pop out at. (laughs) The people under the stairs. Yeah. It's fucking her. (laughs) Um, So uh nacho does i mean jack black you kind of know what you're getting when he does his music yeah. yeah he's like uh you know i am at the party and Ramses just does not dance at the party but then he starts to get into it and he's like you know doing his jack blacks so. do you like tenacious d absolutely i fucking love him uh, i like some of their stuff pick a destiny is awesome i love that movie i've seen it a million times i fucking you know i know how to play like half their songs on guitar i know most of them by heart i love them they're awesome okay you got a mark in the car yeah definitely uh so nacho uh no wait did i skip the part i mean i i've got all kinds of you kids no here. big deal i'm it, a little worried that we're not making a turn that we need to make but um we need to we just it's north high street so we gotta I see that, and that's when we got to turn on the GPS. It's closer to Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, down there. Okay, all right. Uh, so Nacho, they cross the party, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, and Nacho have a spat, and our hero rejects the call. Yeah. Uh, he is exposed in front of the entire monastery after catching himself on fire. Uh, he claims divine providence and that he will win money to help the orphan kids. Um, yeah cuz like top the to bottom half of his robe gets burned and he's wearing it and tops. he's already got his gear on cuz he's ready to go at any time <laughs> uh, so they have like a big spat with like the religious leaders being like no that's so ungodly you can't be a luchador and he's like but I'm trying to do it for the kids this is this is the getting the heat on every protagonist here right yeah. i mean and and this is the this movie follows the joseph uh What's his name? I can't remember the guy's name now. I fucking love his books. The hero with a thousand faces. Uh, Joseph Campbell. The the you know hero story. You know that's what this is like. Lord of the Rings or any you know Star Wars. Any of these movies that have the like the basic hero story. That's what this movie follows to the T. To the T. All right. Uh, Well, and and I'm sorry to to explain further what I mean. The the hero has to reject the call. You know, and that usually happens. Right before the third act. You know, it's at the end of the second act, he rejects the call, and then here we are in the third act. So, but but first we have to go to the wilderness, right? We do. Uh, <laughs> so we get a tail of the tape for alright. Oh, all yeah. the, the matches. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah. So we get a tail of the tape uh, mm-hmm. for all the seven luchadores in the battle royal. Uh, there are a bunch of actual wrestlers. Uh, yeah. Silencio, who we met earth yeah, yeah, who we met earlier. Uh, talking to Ramses wins. After hitting Nacho with a tombstone, uh, he returns to the monastery, rejected, to find that his room has been cleared out because he is not allowed to be there anymore. Yes, and now you know this is the scene, basically where you know uh, Luke Skywalker goes into the cave and he sees his own face in the Darth Vader you know helmet. He has to you know kill the kill the past to you know to get into the future. So he does that by going to the wilderness to die. So because your your hero has to die in order to live, and here we are. That's very true. Uh a finds him and informs him that Silencio is injured and that Nacho is the alternate or The alternate. For whatever reason, So uh so Nacho, unbeknownst to himself, now gets to face Ramses. Now Esqueleto was the one who injured Silencio by running his foot over with the with the goddamn park thing Yeah, you know, with the little bike funny. thing and, and uh also um when he says how did he's like how did you find me you know and he and he look over the camera pans over and he's like right outside of the town it's like right there and there's all the kids are just there staring at me yeah, yeah. So. just up on this little hill I love those kinds like. of jokes those jokes are great uh so Esqueleto delivers a letter to Encarnacion uh, from Nacho explaining the match and kind of proposing marriage. Yeah, he kind of proposes marriage in that. And he also is like, I know you probably think I'm, I've died in the wilderness long ago. However, I'm still you're wrong. Here. I'm still alive. He says, you're wrong. I'm still alive. I'm not going anywhere. That's amazing. Uh, so we get our main fan of the evening. Uh, which is Nacho versus Ramsey's. Uh, Ramsey's prepares in hilarious fashion. He is number one. Uh, <laughs> he has a guy who sits in front of that says, "Ramsey's is number one. Ramsey's moves are number one. Ramsey's yep. is the best luchador ever. Ramsey's is number one." <laughs> and we don't know that at this point because we've never actually seen Ramsey's fight. I mean, we just no. know he's like a cocky son of a bitch, yeah, with his little gold mask, and everyone says he's the best. uh So, during the match, Nacho is unmasked yes. in front of the entire crowd and Encarnacion just happens to walk in right as he's being unmasked. Um, and he sees them though and he gets all of the courage in the world and he starts fighting back against Ramses and the eagle powers finally take flight and he dives from the inside of the ring all the way out through the crowd. <laughs> just like it's amazing. and he takes out Ramsey's, and like, I don't know, doesn't he like put him in a submission move? Or I can't like? remember how he wins, but he wins the match, you know? He wins, and uh religious man song starts playing. Fuck okay, yeah, it does. Uh, and then after that, uh, you have some Spanish words here, it looks like. No, it's and French. And De Numa. De Numa. Yeah, the Daniel Law, uh, you've probably heard me say that a million times on, on R- the, the Road Home Mom film, that is the scene that happens after everything's already happened. So it's not the first act, it's not the second act, it's not the third act. It's, it's like the, it's the Daniel Law. Type. Yeah, it's the, it's the wrapping up of the story. So uh, And so they blew all the budget on this bus that Nacho has bought. It's like decked out, painted for the monastery with him as the hero and the little orphan boys chasing after him. Uh, so Nacho buys the, br- the bus that he promised uh, earlier on, and he takes the children on a field trip to some ruins. <laughs> some shitty, dirty ruins. <laughs> and, they're like, Yay! And, uh, and they all run up some steps, and uh, Concepcion <clears throat> gives him a thumbs up as the credits roll. And I'm guessing that Nacho lives a happy life after that. Yes, and that's Nacho Libre. Um, we left out a lot of shit because we're in a hurry and because there's too much to this movie. It's fucking great. And, you know, from top to bottom, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. John, do you recommend Not Your Libra? Oh, for sure. And it's a really good, like, family movie, too. Absolutely. So you can definitely watch it with your kids. They'll find it hilarious because there's poop jokes. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I would definitely suggest it. Yeah, so what are your, you have any closing thoughts about it? I mean, because there's a lot to unpack here we could go on a, a diatribe about you know the dissecting the script and how it's written and, and how like it's a 92 minute movie which means that they basically followed the guide to how to make scripts because it's supposed to be 90 pages of script each page is a minute they really did it right here but I you know we could do all that but what do you think John any any uh, closing thoughts on Nacho Alibre? Uh I'm upset with myself for not watching it early oh okay honestly Because it was pretty entertaining. It's a great movie. So I'm very happy you suggested it. Good. And I'm very happy that it was for free on Netflix. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, this is on Netflix right now in uh, June of 2021 um, in the hellscape that we live in now. Uh, But there is that one bright thing. And, you know, I wanted to cover something that was positive because there's been, you know, I mean... The last couple Road Home on Films have been kind of stinkers a little bit. Not not the coverage, but the movies have just been like, oh, this is not any good. It smells like it does outside. <laughs> yeah, we're getting towards Columbus, Ohio. And that smell is unmistakable. So, anyway. Well, folks, thank you guys so much for listening. Sayonara.